Welcome into another edition of Home Run Throwback. I am Jimmy Morris at jmorrismcm on Twitter. Musicmiracles.com. Today is Monday, October the 30th. Yesterday, Will Levis put on a, an absolute show in his debut as an NFL quarterback. Let me start out by saying Marcus Mariota threw four touchdowns, uh, I think, in his first game as well. So we know that one game does not a career make. Okay, so... Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be excited in this podcast, and I'm gonna talk a lot about the, the the hope that I saw in what Levis did yesterday. Understanding that there's a long way to go before you make a determination, not you, but before the franchise makes a determination on whether or not he is or can be a franchise quarterback, right? So you know we'll kind of put all, all that out there first. What we saw yesterday with Will Levis was entirely different than what we've seen from either quarterback this year, including Ryan Tannehill. Listen, Levis and Malik Willis, the offense couldn't look more different with the two of them out there, okay? Um, I think that we have seen the end of, of Malik Willis here, unless there are, you know, more injuries or whatever. Um, the offense has operated on, on a different level than it ever has when Willis has been the quarterback, but especially this year, especially what we've seen. Um, even in preseason with Malik Willis, like not not close to what we saw from Levis yesterday. But I'd say the same thing for Ryan Tannehill. Listen, Ryan Tannehill threw two touchdown passes in six games. Levis threw four yesterday. We are in an NFL era that is designed for points, designed for offenses. And Ryan Tannehill this year has not been able to move this offense, to get, get this offense to get points consistently. And I understand there are a lot of varying factors. It's not all on Tannehill, just like yesterday's not all on Levis. But you saw yesterday what a competent quarterback in this offense can do, okay? And I would argue that the ceiling that you saw with Levis yesterday, I don't think, I mean, that, that's his ceiling, right? I mean, that, that, it's not going to get, I mean, he may have a game where he does more than four touchdowns, but, you, you know, like the franchise record, or the, anyway, he may have a he may have a game where he scores where he doesn't have four touchdowns, but they're not going. He's not going to have many games better than what he had yesterday. We've seen nothing like that from Tannehill this year. His ability to move in the pocket was was on display yesterday, so that helps with the offensive line that has that has had trouble, right, protecting Tannehill. But Tannehill can't move anymore, and Malik Willis can move, but he doesn't, and then he runs into somebody when he does. So having a guy back there that knew that knows how to manipulate the pocket. You saw what that can do for a team. Um, also, the ability to throw the ball down the field. And listen, we knew Levis's arm. There, there's, you know, he's got plenty of arm. That his arm strength was never going to be the question. Um, I think one of the best throws yesterday ended up being incomplete. It was a ball that that ball that he threw to Traylon Burks. I think the first target that Burks had, which, by the way, they got to find some way to get Traylon Burks going. But anyway. Um, I think it was the first target that Jalen Burks had yesterday where the defensive back ended up making a good play. To, to He got his arm in there before uh, the ball got to Burks' arms. And somebody was arguing with me yesterday. Well, well not arguing with me, but necessarily. But um, talking about online about how, well, Burks should have done this or that, and that's on Burks. I mean, okay. But the defensive back made a good play. Um, Levis made a great throw off of his back foot. When he threw that, I was like, Ugh, that's kind of what you don't want to see. And then he drops it right in the bucket. So, I mean, having the ability to stretch the field is so, so important in this day in the NFL. And we know that Tim Kelly, there are a lot of vertical elements to his offense. Um, you saw that when he was calling plays in Houston, when he had Deshaun Watson, when he had Will Fuller, when he had DeAndre Hopkins. 
They like to push the ball down the field. This team hasn't been able to do that this year. And it's not that Ryan Tannehill doesn't throw a good deep ball because he does, but it's more about a guy that's just willing to cut it loose. A, a guy that's willing to throw it up and let DeAndre Hopkins make a play on it. And that's what you saw yesterday. And listen, Hopkins has four for 128 and three touchdowns. And, and by far his best game as a Titan. I mean, I, you know, he hadn't scored a touchdown before yesterday. Um, Hopkins is by far the best veteran receiver that the Titans have ever brought in, even if he never plays another down for this team. Um, just the difference in what he's been able to do versus the other guys that they brought in. And we won't go through the whole list, but I mean, you know them. You've been around. You know, you know who they are. Um, like, he, he's been awesome. And, you know, maybe with competent quarterback play, maybe his his him being here, you know, makes a real impact on a game. Um, you know, and then obviously you get you can get the run game going with that. I mean, Henry has 22 for 101 yesterday, 4.6 yards per carry. Reported over the weekend that the Titans have informed Derrick Henry they do not plan on trading him. That was from Adam Schefter. If you read what Adam Schefter wrote, it was basically, well, they don't plan on trading him, but if this happens, they might, or if that happens, they might, blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't really know what the point in the report was and then hedging as much as he did. But I will say that I was I would think yesterday kind of puts that stuff on pause a little bit, right? I mean, listen, the, the Titans still have a long way to go here. And like I said, we there's going to be ups and downs with the rookie quarterback. We know that. Um, the Titans are, you know, that win yesterday gets them to three and four. The Jaguars won again yesterday. That They've got ground to make up in the division. Now, back half of the schedule is a little bit easier. Um, they do have a short week this week before they travel to Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. Uh, probably not going to see Kenny Pickett in that game, doesn't sound like. Um, you, you know, anyway, it's a lot of moving parts there. But the schedule eases up a little bit. They have more home games in the back end. They have all but one of their division games left. So there, there is a lot of there's a lot of potential still for this team to be able to make a run if they can get competent offensive line play, competent quarterback play. They need guys like Burks and Chig to step up. Chig, I mean, he ended up yesterday having a big play or a, a big-ish play. But they, there was a pass play to him that he was wide open on. Would have been at least a 30-yard gain that he just beat up like he has so many passes this year and dropped it. The ball was a little bit behind him. The ball absolutely has to be caught. I mean, it's just insane that he doesn't catch that ball. But, you know, if they can get contributions from those guys, then maybe you've got an offense that can put points on the board. Maybe you can do something. The other thing I'll say is the defense yesterday. They gave up 23 points. They gave up some big plays still, but the pass rush was there. Um, Harold Landry had two sacks. And listen, if Harold Landry is back healthy from the knee, and we know that I think, I think at least in my mind, I thought, well, you know, that, that injury happened before the season last year. Like It was right before the season, but it was before the season started. So having a full year from the time of the injury, I thought, you know, by the time the season gets here, he's going to be ready to go. And we've seen, you know, guys just come back at different paces from the ACL. He seems to be getting healthier. The last two games have been his best games so far. So hopefully that's what we're continuing to see. I was seeing people online, like on Twitter especially, like, oh, another terrible contract. Harold Landry gets paid and doesn't do anything. I mean, let's let's pump the brakes on that a little bit. He didn't do anything last year because he tore his ACL. This year, coming back from that, let's give him a little bit of time. He's been good the last two games. Let's see if hopefully he can build on that. Um, but we know the key here is the offense. Can the offense score points? In the NFL today, you have to score points. Can they score points? Well, they scored four touchdowns yesterday, four passing touchdowns yesterday, which is just, I mean, you would have thought that, that that's absurd. And there's a post up, you see miracles.com, on just kind of all the 
crazy numbers that Levis did, like and how they compare, you know, historically. But the biggest thing is he threw four touchdowns. He didn't turn the ball over. And I don't even think I'd have to go back and watch um, to to make sure. But I don't even think there was a pass that should have been intercepted. It wasn't. You know, in that first game with Ryan Tannehill where he threw, what, three picks? There were at least two more that probably should have been picked. Levis didn't have any of that yesterday. So, you know, again, they're going to be ups, they're going to be downs. Heading to Pittsburgh Thursday, short week, hostile environment. This is going to be a big test. Now, the Steelers' defense is not what it has been. It's not the Steelers' defense that you think of from the past. But still, going up there and playing, they, you know, they wave the yellow hankies around. Don't touch them because then it curses you for the rest of the rest of your life. The Jaguars were playing with them yesterday, so maybe their season's over. Who knows? But, um, you know, going up there is going to be a tough test. We'll see how he does there. But the Steelers are not that good. If you can go up there and get a win, that gets you back to 500. Then things can happen, right? Even if the Jaguars run away with the division, can you be in a hunt for a wild card at 10-11 wins? Maybe. Can this team get at 10-11 wins? I don't know. I don't know. That That's asking a lot. And obviously, I mean, the range of emotions. I can't wait for, you know, Music City Miracles. We do the confidence polls every week. I mean, I can't wait for this one because that thing's going to shoot up with Levis playing well and the line looking better and all that stuff. NPF, look good, right? I haven't seen, you know, metrics or whatever, um, advanced stats on him yet. But not a noticeable problem. Levis got sacked twice. One was, um, you know, he almost got back to the line. It was almost wasn't a sack. Stupid Bud Dupree fell into a sack. Um, but like it looked better yesterday. It looked better. Um, again, we've talked a little bit about it, but quarterback play can make a huge difference for how an offensive line looks. And you saw that yesterday. You saw that yesterday. You saw a guy that understood, understands how to manip- manipulate the pocket. They're going, like I said, they're going to be growing pains with Levis, but he showed signs yesterday that he could do enough good things. All right. The biggest thing, you know, he threw 23 interceptions in the last two years at Kentucky. If he doesn't turn the ball over, if they have gotten him into a place where he doesn't make dumb decisions and he also doesn't make this thing where he thinks he can fit a ball in somewhere with two defenders, um, you know, and listen, things at Kentucky last year were a disaster around him. Now, I still don't want my quarterback to throw 13 interceptions even in that scenario, but if they can give him a serviceable offensive line, it's not going to be great, but if it can be serviceable, there are weapons there. There are weapons there. So if if they can do all that, maybe he can put it together something. Maybe he, they can put together a little run here. We'll see. But the biggest thing would be then if he if he is good, then you don't have to draft a quarterback. You don't have to worry about getting into the top five, whether it be losing a bunch of games or trading up and, and giving up additional capital to get there. You don't have to worry about all that if you think you have your quarterback. We are a long way from having that decision. I mean, yes, we're a long way from having that answer. All right, so don't get me wrong and saying, oh, my gosh, we got our franchise quarterback. It's all over. One great game. I'm all in. I mean, I'm all in, but understanding that there are still things we need to see along the way and see how he performs, you know, as we go along. Now, the question is going to come up at some point. Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill's ankle is going to be healthy at some point. Do they insert Tannehill back into the lineup? I can't imagine he's ready for Pittsburgh, okay? So on on a short week here, I can't imagine that Ryan Tannehill is going to be back. But the next week, when you have the the full 10 days, they're they're going to have a decision to make. Do you stick with Levis or do you go back to Tannehill? Some of that will depend on how Levis plays on Thursday in Pittsburgh. But for me... I don't. I, I think it's a no-brainer that you just let Levis play it out. Tannehill's in the in the, in the last bit of his contract here. Maybe there's a team that wants Ryan Tannehill, 
do the Falcons want him? You know, he's familiar with Arthur Smith. Do the Vikings want him with Kirk Cousins tearing his Achilles yesterday? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if there's a market for him in the next couple of days. But, um, you, you know, and again, he's hurt. So that teams would have to be assured, would have to have some assurance on where his ankle is in, in the process. But things to think about. But in my mind, unless Levis goes out and, you know, just looks like a disaster on Thursday night, I don't understand how you take him by the lineup. You let him go. You let him get experience. Maybe he ends up falling flat on his ba- on his face. Maybe this was this performance was an aberration. Maybe, but then you find that out. You know you need a quarterback. So to me, it just doesn't make any sense to go back to Ryan Tannehill. All right, that'll do it for today. Like I said, we reset things, and now they're three and four. Go to Pittsburgh. Short week. So we'll be coming at you every day with a new podcast. Vrabel will talk today. We'll have a reaction to that. They'll put out an injury report today since the game's on Thursday. It will mean absolutely nothing. It will mean less than, um, you know, Wednesday injury reports usually mean. Uh, the thing to watch this week, I think we, the, the Titans came out of it pretty healthy yesterday. The thing, the person to watch this week is going to be Roger McCreary. Can they get McCreary back? Because they do need him back out there. Um, it, it, it's a drop-off when he's not there. So, um, you know, he hurt his hamstring, I think, on Wednesday of last week. So we'll see how that plays out. Again, be surprised with the short week coming up if he's ready to go. But maybe he will be. But that'll be the guy. That'll be the biggest thing that we're watching today. Um, like I said, Tannehill too. But they'll put Tannehill. I would be surprised they put him at limited. They did that last year. Last year, the second game was the, it was that Chiefs game on Sunday night. And they listed Tannehill as limited um, all week. or Anyway, something like that. Like a chance he was going to play. But he was actually never going to play. Anyway. So they, they may play some games there, but um, th- that'll be the biggest thing to keep an eye on today. All right, like I said, that'll do it for today. At MCM on Twitter, MuseumMiracles.com. Um, home Run Throwback is the podcast wherever you get it. Just search out your search it out wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe, rate, review, all those good things. Thanks so much for listening. We will talk to you again tomorrow. Home Run Throwback is a part of the Fans First Sports Network.